I want you to give us a call. Five seven oh five one one, baby. Give us a call. Five seven oh five one one, hun. One, two, three. Hey, everyone. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard. How dare you say everyone? What is that? Oh, yesterday you <laughs> said something so weird at the beginning, so shut up. <laughs> A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Oh, I really set myself up to say something new every time. That's not happening. Just, we're not Let related. Me... We're just yeah, we're not related. Not, we're not related. Uh, and in the podcasting system. The process is made up of two separate yet equally important groups, the hosts who create the show and the audience who listens to the episodes. This is our podcast. (laughs) In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Pete, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you how my day is before you tell me how your day is. It's not an interesting story. (laughs) uh, That's our favorite kind here at Y'all Her. (laughs) (laughs) But... I I think you of all people would understand how horrendous this was <laughs> to someone who is not who does not have social anxiety. They might be like that's annoying or that's weird, but I was like this is the worst day of my life, <laughs> and I really hope the person isn't at the front desk tomorrow. So I have to apply for medical assistance because I don't have a job, and I call the place to make an appointment to sign up tomorrow and she's just asking me like for my information so that I can be in the system and then she says can we have a number of someone that we can give your information to if there's an emergency and I said I'm sorry can you say that again she's like can we have the number of someone you whatever she repeated it so I thought I said okay give me one second I gotta find the number and then I found it and then I told her I don't know whether I wasn't on speakerphone like I thought or something happened or she didn't understand me, but I told her the number mm-hmm. and she didn't respond. And I like was like, okay, I guess she's typing. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Then it's like silent <laughs> for like a minute. Like when I say, I just want you to know I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just p- putting out terms. Like when I say yeah. a minute, I mean a full minute. And then I go, are you still on the line? And she goes, yes. I swear to you. She was I sw- not. Swear to you. I swear to you. <laughs> about eight minutes. Where she's not saying anything. And I'm not saying anything. <laughs> and I hear like people behind her. I don't even hear her typing anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, is she still here? Did she forget why we're on the line? And Did you I... need her. She doesn't need you. Yeah, I'm like, she's so... still alive. I was like, doesn't she have other stuff to do? Like, how? What is she doing? No, she doesn't, because she's doing it right now. <laughs> and at like eight minutes, she goes, "Did you find the number yet?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" She's like, "Did you find the phone number?" And I was like, "I'm so sorry. I said it eight minutes I ago." <laughs> I guess you didn't hear it. And she was just like, yeah. Like, I try to, like, laugh and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, yeah. Mm. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and then we finished the call. Man, guys, you don't know what social anxiety is like. Like, that's going to haunt me for the rest of the day. And I'm going to be so afraid she is the receptionist tomorrow. And then if she remembers my voice and name, she's going to be like, oh, this fucking moron who made me be silent for eight fucking minutes. Those are the worst eight minutes of my life because I always think everything's <laughs> my fault. I'm like, yeah. what did I do that she's silent for eight minutes? I was like, I can't ask her to sign the line again. And I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> it was horrible. It was so horrible. <laughs> anyway, how's your day? My day's all right. Um... I got to watch the Washington Mystics, our podcast's team. Oh, yeah. Beat the New York Liberty today in oh, uh, right. in what they call a camp game. and Or, I'm sorry, a camp day game. And what that means is that it takes place during the day, and area camps 
of kids, I guess, get discounted tickets in order to go. Oh, that's adorable. So, yeah, there's, like, tons of kids all over the place. Anytime they cut to the crowd, there's, like, kids being cute and goofy and stuff. And then all, the, like, the um, things that they do during timeouts and stuff like that, little competitions and stuff, are all with kids. So that was fun to watch. That's one of the things I like about the WNBA. Um, but it also makes me sad because I feel like they do that to make sure there are people in the stands. I think I think it. I get what you mean. But mm-hmm. I don't think that they would schedule a game at 11.30 in the morning if they didn't have, like, a cooperation oh, sort of thing. <laughs> that's true. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But um, I also wanted to mention that I have a shirt with a bird on it. And I got it from Tee Public. There's a picture oh, of a blue bird on it. Nice. And I got the shirt. I loved the shirt. I put on the shirt. <laughs> I wore it for a, a little bit. And then... My mom washed it, and she was like, what's wrong with the back of your shirt? And I was like, what do you mean? And there was, like, a big square of, like, weirdness on it. I don't even know how to describe it, but the best I can think of is that a big sticker was on it, and, like, they peeled it off, and the sticky stuff stayed. But, like, I couldn't tell until it was washed, and it, like, picked up lint and, you know, just other stuff from the dryer. Okay. So... I emailed T Public and I was like, "Hey, I don't know my order number. I don't know anything, but and I and I'm not expecting you to replace this item, but do you have any suggestions on what I could use to wash it off?" Yeah. <laughs> and they replaced the shirt. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I guess they I mean, I thought the same thing. I thought that if it were me who got this call, I would do this. I guess they just used my email address, saw the last order that I made, saw the picture of the shirt that I sent them and was like, Oh, it's this shirt. (laughs) Smart. Okay. But yeah, I just wanted to share a positive thing because we love bitching about stuff here on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is not a bitch. This is more of a, um, just a comment. I am already done saying how my week was, but I am unpacking, uh, moving boxes from myself and my boyfriend. And he used to make a lot of cocktails in his house. So he has a muddler. Do you know what a muddler is, Pete? Um, I think so. It's just like a thing you use to like press down like herbs or something. Like right. Down- okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I was going to say, yeah, like sometimes it's used in pictures of pharmaceutical companies or something. Yeah, so I, I see it and I take it out of the box. And I almost, like, I almost die. Because it looks like there's a big chunk of duty on it. Yeah, that's what they're made out of, right? <laughs> it doesn't smell like duty, but it's like caked on duty. And I just throw it in a, the sink, and I'm like, I'm not touching that. So he comes back to work, and I was like... Versus going to make a terrible housewife. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck sounds this muddler? I'm not cleaning it. We should throw it he out. He was like, it's, it's duty. <laughs> he was like, like, that's how you make a great cocktail. <laughs> and he was like, he's Little like, dash of dried duty. <laughs> He did something that blew my mind. He picked it up. You know, like, when you smell something, but you really want to waft the scent, and you, like, use your hand to, like, waft it towards you? Mm-hmm. He did that. And then I almost threw up. I was like, stop doing that. That's disgusting. I don't I don't know what it is. Either throw that out or take it out. I, I was, like, going to throw up. And he's like, how do you know this is mine? And I was like, What? That's like, first of all, I don't even own that. See, this is the second reason that Marissa is going to be a bad housewife because she can't be immediately uh, brainwashed. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, is that mine? And then he's just like, oh yeah, I don't know. Let's clean it and keep it. I'm never. I don't ever want to drink a cocktail again. We never knew what it was. He said it is like anything, but I actually I feel like I'm gonna throw up just talking about it. So <laughs> let's go into an icebreaker before I throw up on our new duvet. Um, yeah, guys, I just bragged. I have a new duvet cover. <laughs> um, icebreaker. So someone was talking about the movie Geely today. Uh, you're familiar with that, right? Uh, peripherally. Like it's it's. Some I'm sort amazed. Of, I'm amazed that you're in Harrisburg and you're hearing people talking. Well, 
No, I mean, people weren't talking. It was a podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, absolutely not. I haven't heard anyone talk since I got here. Um, so, that, if you're not familiar, it's like this, like, quote unquote, like, like quirky or, or like snarky, like, um, crime, I think dark comedy starring Ben Affleck and JLo. Ben Affleck is like, um, I think like a foul mouth, like, like crime dude, and JLo is a lesbian, but I think Ben Affleck wants to turn her straight. I've never seen it. And my point is... Yeah, me neither. I'm never gonna see it. Because I'm so, I am love hearing people talk about Geely. I love thinking about how bad it could possibly be. I love thinking about just like how absurd it is. And I, I never want to see it and have my expectations... Like I just never want to be let down. Because in my mind, it's like a beautiful masterpiece of horrible... That um, reminds me that the other day, my mom um, enjoys TV and watching shows on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But since it's summer, her shows don't have any new episodes. So she's been like desperate about oh, getting no. about getting some sort of something to watch on TV. Yeah. And she was like, I saw this really good movie yesterday. It was called Burlesque. <laughs> I love it. And it had Christina Aguilera and Cher in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Uh, Okay. That's, uh, wow. Please, every week, tell us about a new movie. Your mother says that's great. (laughs) Well, the other thing is that we had to get an Xfinity box replaced when when I was there, and now she can't get into Netflix. So. That's why she's suffering through movies of the mid two thousands, I guess. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> um, the one other I'm just gonna say, but I'm not gonna get into the details of what it's about because it's actually so indecent. I, I don't. Not that anyone's oh, listening to this with I, their kid. I have to ask too. Did you see Jersey Girl? No. Cause okay. That seemed weird. That because I yeah that was another. Uh, what uh, what do you call them? J, Bad J, movie. Jafflack? Oh, yeah, Jafflack movie. Jafflez? It looked horrible. <laughs> uh, ja- yeah, I think I heard them say Jafflack on the podcast. And she um, should go first. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Um, but anyway, um, another movie I am obsessed with, but I won't see. And I won't see it because it's hentai, which, if you're not familiar, is anime porn. And it sounds like... I. I I can't watch porn, especially that anime porn, and it sounds traumatizing. But if anyone wants to hear about traumatizing hentai, just read the Wikipedia for Black Bible. Um, And what I'm getting at, this is a very long-winded lead-up to the icebreaker, is I have a lot of movies I'm obsessed with, I could talk about, I can read about, I want to hear people talk about, but I refuse to watch them. Do you have any, any movies like that? And tell me why you're obsessed with them. I don't, like, I mean, Mike Dominic commented out on Patreon, where do you find these movies, <laughs> when, uh, about the latest movie that I ruined on Patreon, and um, so I think the bar is set really, really low <laughs> on movies that I will uh, watch, but in terms of, like, terms of like being obsessed with a movie that i haven't seen or just very interested intrigued but like yeah but like one that you you don't even want to see like i don't want it to be like oh i didn't get around to it yet i want it to be like i have a thing for this movie i'm not seeing it i feel bad because i i did have one in mind and then i lost it i've been losing a lot of things these days in my brain covid brain am i right you didn't Long-term have term COVID. COVID brain. Wait, did you have COVID? I don't know. Who hasn't, right? Yeah, Biden hasn't now. Um, okay, maybe that was too... I don't know. I just thought everyone had movies like that. But you are right. You do have very low standards for movies. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should have known better. It's probably like... I guess like if I were to spin the question a little bit into, are there movies that people talk about that you're not interested in seeing. For me, it would often be like the big saga type movies 
like a Lord the- of the Rings or a Star Wars. <laughs> you haven't seen any of those? I haven't seen any of them, and I don't really have any like fervent interest in seeing any of them. I mean, that's totally valid. I just would have thought you would have at least dabbled with one of the movies. That's interesting. Yeah, no. I mean, like, I've seen commercials and maybe, like, little parts of A Lord of the Rings while I was, like, changing channels. Yeah. Um, and I, I owned Return of the Jedi on VHS as a child and never took it out of the package. <laughs> okay. And thought my uncle was an asshole because he gave it to me. <laughs> Just, like... What is this? I remember. I feel. I still feel bad to this day. This is the kind of people that Marissa and I are. <laughs> I still feel bad to this day because I know that when I opened it, I was like, "What?" <laughs> oh yeah, that would haunt me for eternity. <laughs> but you know, like when he was a kid, he loved it, so he thought I would too. Oh. And I might. I might. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I don't even know if I've seen that one. Maybe. Or, but it kind of feels like one of those things where. You know, like, you wouldn't... I I don't know any now. I guess it would be, like... It seems like they're so far in that for me to, like, jump into them now, it just seems like such a burden. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's why I'm not watching Game of Thrones. Though, also, I think it's gory, but, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that answer, since you, like you said, you watch most movies you're interested in. But, Marissa, I will say that today... I am going to tell you about something that I am momentarily. I don't think I'm like lifelong going to be obsessed with this, but I am for now obsessed with this. And it's something that other people don't like. (laughs) Okay. Today, I want to take a stroll down memory lane all the way back to 2010. Mm -hmm. Marissa, did we know each other in 2010? We might have. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I want to talk about when Dick Wolf and NBC decided to take the crowd-pleasing Law & Order to the West Coast. Today I'm going to talk about Law & Order LA. Is that with, like, LL Cool J? Nope. No, wait, <laughs> You're thinking NCIS. Oh, NCIS. <laughs> okay, I have no idea what you're about to talk about then. Law & Order LA ran for one full season of 22 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Huh, interesting. Okay. It debuted on September 29th of 2010 with an all-star cast of Deputy District Attorneys Fred Molina, sorry, Alfred Molina. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the fuck? Like, what? like right away. <laughs> Freddie Molina. Alfred Molina as Ricardo Morales, Terrence Howard as Jonah Decker, and Regina Hall as Evelyn Price. How the fuck didn't this... Maybe it was two star studies. All three were great. <laughs> and I couldn't wait to see more, especially of Regina Hall, because she was had sort of like a more of a, I guess, like she was uh, the voice of reason a couple of times. Also, like, who doesn't love Regina Hall? Uh, yeah. So this was after Alfred Molina donned the tentacles of Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. This was before Terrence Howard showed us his math proofs of why one times one equals two, but after he'd been charged with abuse and harassment from his ex-wives. Oh, no. Okay. And this was well after Regina Hall made the masses laugh in Scary Movie, but just around the time that she tried to become a Catholic nun, but she was denied because she was one year older than the 39-year-old age limit. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so she had already been an actress, then she tried to be a nun? Yep, but she was 40 oh. years old, and they were like, nope, no That's 40s. Cool. That doesn't make sense. You don't get kicked out when you're 39, though, right? You just need to have yeah. become an ahead of time? Mm-hmm. First of all, that's absurd. I know that if you're a priest and you're, like, near dying, but you have enough will to get through the classes and stuff, you could be a priest. Like, you can have an entire career reti- and a family retire and then become a priest. Yeah, I I think that's fucked up. That's sexist. Also, is Regina Hall... You might not have ever watched this movie, and it might not be Regina Hall. Was Regina Hall the love interest in the movie where Chris Rock died and came back to life in the... Back to life in the body of a wealthy white man? One second. 
get back to Earth, down to Earth. Down to Earth, yeah. Because I weirdly liked that movie. I did too. But I'm sorry, that's not important. A Louis C.K. joint. Oh, he made that movie? (laughs) He had a part in it, yeah. I think he was uh, one of the writers. Why does he really have such a role in so many black films? That's not, that's a rhetorical question. Right. So the original movie was written by two other people, but this screenplay was adapted by Chris Rock, Lance Carruther, who played Pootie Tang, uh, Louis C.K., and someone named Allie Leroy. But mm. no, Regina King oh, my is bad. who... And I get them confused, too. I feel bad about it, but I get them confused because they're both named Regina, not because they're both black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love them both, though. So on top of that, Marissa, the cops were Corey Stoll a few years before his chilling performance in House of Cards. Now, he's the one person that I would expect you probably just don't know who he is. I have no idea who that is at all. But the second cop, Marissa, was Skeet Ulrich. After Whoa! Scream. Oh, man, this is awesome. <laughs> and well before his days on Riverdale. <laughs> okay. With all that star power, this was going to take Law and Order to new heights. Again, it, I think too much star power. It may have taken them there, but it's hard to walk in the shadow of your predecessors. Mm-hmm. And when this show premiered without the requisite introduction explaining what Law and Order is... <laughs> Why wouldn't it do that? Fans were immediately not having it. <laughs> <laughs> this was one of the few leaps to try and make the show stand out from the original. Like... I'm not what came before me. I have my own style. I have my own twist on things. You should just be, I am like what came before me, but I have different actors. People would watch that. Yeah, and that's exactly what people wanted. <laughs> yeah. One difference between a Law & Order spinoffs, or I should say other Law & Order spinoffs, is that this one wasn't in New York City. Aside from Law & Order True Crime and Law & Order UK, all Law & Orders take place in New York City. Because of this taking place in Los Angeles, the laws are a little different than New York City. I think it's very interesting. In Law & Order UK, they're even more different. Like, the cops don't have guns and all sorts of things like that. Interesting, okay. Learning about the differences in laws and orders <laughs> really <laughs> shows cultural differences, different priorities amongst cultures, all these sorts of things. California, for example, has the death penalty, although it hasn't been enforced since 2006. And it gets brought up a lot and used for negotiations in the show when they're trying to, like, strike a deal with somebody. Mm, New York detectives don't have this chip to play, so it adds a little something new to the order part of Law & Order. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. The next thing that didn't work out, if we were going in order, is that... The required one-liners that usually start the show, the little funny jokes when they find a dead body, (laughs) these were made priceless by Jerry Orbach, um, and the show tried to keep them going, but a lot of times they felt forced. And this is okay. I feel like this also happened in Law & Order Criminal Intent. Um, But after all, I feel like they're dealing with murders. Maybe they're just trying to be realistic and not make cracks when they discovered a dead body. (laughs) Yeah, valid. So, Marissa, right now I'm going to show you a promo for the show. Thank you. When you commit a crime in L.A., just remember, do it with style. You do have to testify. I'll lie. I'll say whatever I have to to make you guys look like idiots. She doesn't mean that. Yes, she does. Skeet Ulrich, Alfred Molina, and Terrence Howard. You stabbed her. 14 times. Somebody had to pay. They don't call it the Wild West for nothing. Law and Order Los Angeles, Wednesdays 10, 9 central on NBC. Not gonna lie, wish Terrence Howard wasn't in that, but love <laughs> everyone else. I think that for what Terrence Howard is and how he acts, I thought he was really good in this show. There yeah, were a lot of times... seemed too dramatic. That's Dad, exactly it. 14 times. Yes, he was very overly dramatic, but... If you think of it in a way, like being a lawyer in the court with a jury, you kind of are a performer of sorts. Oh, he's a lawyer. He's not a cop. Okay. Right. That's better. Okay. (laughs) 
So, why am I talking about the show? Partly, I think it was pretty good. There's mm-hmm. no reason that it couldn't have lasted a while, but NBC axed the show after one season of 22 episodes. This was coming off of the heels of the original Law & Order getting canceled in May of 2010. How many seasons did that make? A lot. And it's back now. It came back, I think, last year. Okay. But um, I think a lot of people saw, okay, at the end of this TV season, Law & Order gets canceled. At the start of the next one, Law & Order goes to L.A. So this is obviously a continuation. But it wasn't. Like I said, they were trying to sort of breathe some new life into the show. Uh, It had the same beats you know, uh, having law in the beginning and order in the second half, that sort of stuff. But the different mm-hmm. characters, the atmosphere, it was all different and all fresh, if you ask me. Um, it was literally a whole new world and location. To that end, each episode was named after a town or a neighborhood in L.A., which made even more fun things to learn while watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> uh, law and Order L.A., I think, we just didn't get off on the right foot. Bob Green, well, Greenblatt, then chairman of NBC Entertainment, told reporters in May of 2011, It was put on the schedule without a pilot last fall before I arrived. There was all kinds of chaos going on. The show did oh, well enough. Kind of people, huh? Yeah, the people before me, right? Okay, um, the show did well when it was taken off. Wait, the show did well, then it was taken off. Okay, I will explain that later. In okay. a different scenario, that may have worked better. But we just thought it didn't have, it wasn't a strong enough player to continue into next season. Okay. I apologize for my read of that. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) But NBC did try to make it work. Here's how, Marissa. Okay. Eight episodes into the series, they made some drastic changes. Oh, no. Skeet Ulrich was killed off. Regina Hall's character moved away. And another female DA was removed from the list as well. Okay, neither one is the problem there. Right. (laughs) What's more, this is my favorite part, and this is why I remember this show so much. Alfred Molina, who is a deputy district attorney, said, I'm not going to be a lawyer anymore. I'm going to join the cops. (laughs) What? Because order's not working, and I want to enforce the law. (laughs) This sounds like a horrible idea. So this is the opposite of what you see in most cop shows. If you take Law and Order, for example, later in this in the show, when Jeremy Sisto was on it, he was trying to study to become a lawyer because he thought I get to arrest people. But then the whole punishment part doesn't always follow follow through because lawyers might make bargains and and drop deals and all sorts of stuff like that. So I would like to be on that side of things. Plus, you probably make more money. But that's, again, the opposite of what Alfred Molina's character is doing. Also, those are way too many changes all at once. Yeah. And it's not the only only changes that were made. Um, So I think that Alfred Molina being a good actor did fine on both sides. He ended up, again, very curiously becoming Corey Stahl's partner. Because, I mean, he has to, right? Like, if we want the show to go on. Well, yeah. But he didn't have the rough edges of Skeet, you know? Oh, that's Corey Stahl. He has an interesting face. Yeah. No, that's Nick Stahl. Who's Corey Stahl? Oh, Corey Stahl. I feel like you might have seen him in something besides House of Cards, but I remember him the most from House of Cards. Oh, but spelling Stahl wrong. Oh, I love him. I like his face. I think he's hot. Oh, it's yeah, he... he was the bad guy in Ant-Man. That's right. Oh, maybe that's how I know. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack. So, when they lost Skeet, I feel like they took out pretty much the only thing that would attract a younger audience. But in order to try to appease younger people and fans of Law & Order, they flew in Connie Ruberoso who was a district attorney in New York, and dropped her into the spot of Regina Hall. (laughs) Okay. So now they took people that already exist in the Law & Order universe, put them in L.A., and um, since she's younger and attractive, I think they thought, well, we'll keep the Skeet Ulrich gang. But it's like, I don't think that's going to work. No. The other big change that they made, Marissa is that they made a theme sequence and a a song that was modeled after the original. And I'm going to show you that right now. Okay, please do. I hope it's loud enough. 
silly. Do, do you feel deeply affected? <laughs> I still think it's silly. Uh, I will say, I understand making Alfred Molina a cop because I feel like he adds the ornery old man part that was yeah. missing. But uh, I still think Skeet could have had a place. He's hot. I'm and sorry. Skeet- I mentioned people being hot. <laughs> He, he had, a, I thought, a very interesting arc in the background uh, because he was a cop and he was married to a former cop who was mixed up in some sort of um, corruption type of scandal. Oh, shit. And so people looked at him a certain way, even though he didn't do anything. It was his wife that did something and she was kind of, I don't know if she was kicked off or retired or whatever from the force. Um, so he had an interesting backstory. He had a family, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he pissed off some drug dealers who came after him and killed him. Aw, <laughs> okay. Question mark? Uh, Keep that in mind. Never gets good. Oh. Oh, okay. So they gave people what they asked for. They gave them a theme <laughs> and uh, and a, a couple of other things. But um, it still didn't succeed. And I'm wondering that if it ran alongside Law & Order, that it wouldn't have done better. Because people would have seen it as two different things, and not maybe like a successor or a continuation of sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, it was placed after, like, probably the most popular Law & Order show, SVU. So SVU would come on at 9, and then this would come on at 10, and then people would turn it off. <laughs> yeah, okay. They should have played me. it before SVU. So when people are getting settled in to watch SVU, they just keep that on in the background. Yeah, Interesting. I really don't know how I never knew this existed. No, I know why. Because I was playing college and I didn't have cable. <laughs> so instead of bringing hard for, hardcore fans of the original, who kind of dipped off after Jerry Orbach died, and I feel like the show maybe ran for another four, five years after that. When did he die? Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, he was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, died before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he died. The show still went go or went. The it show went still go? went on. Okay. <laughs> and that's when they brought in Jeremy Sisto and Anthony Anderson. Oh. <laughs> Which I was like, and I, I swear to God, guys, and this is who I am, and this is why I had a hard time answering Marissa's question earlier. I was like, Jeremy Sisto and Anthony Anderson. I'm not gonna miss a fucking episode of this. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like a you thing. <laughs> I was like, block off my time on Wednesdays. I gotta be here. <laughs> yeah, you have weird preferences. <laughs> so, uh, they didn't bring those new fans, and I think the audience that they did have sort of melted off, because it's kind of insulting when you tune in to watch a show, and like some of the characters are missing, new characters are there, and nobody really acknowledges it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you think that that's kind of nuts, that they did all that stuff, switched up the actors eight to nine episodes in, they already had 13 episodes that they shot with the original cast. So at episode 18, they started showing the old episodes to round out the season. So for the viewers, (laughs) you're watching a show, and we'll just keep using Skeet as as an example. You're watching a show, you love Skeet. Skeet disappears, and you're like, that's weird, but let me still give this a shot. And then you keep watching it, and then suddenly Skeet comes back, and nobody mentions that he's back from the dead or anything like that. What? Wait, wait, wait. So these were old episodes that they aired after newer episodes? Yes, yes. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, why wouldn't you have aired... And, and that's the thing I'm thinking. like, Why wouldn't you have aired out all of the episodes that you shot and then put on the newer ones or air like ride them out as a season and then next season we'll revisit this and, and do something a little different wow but, that's an amazingly bad decision making yeah yeah so it seems like again that guy who was running nbc was just like i think this is a stupid idea and i don't want to have anything to do with it yeah okay. um so despite being jerked around by the change up and they changed the day that it was on and the times and everything like that it still had a longer run than Law & Order True Crime and Law & Order Trial by Jury, which both ran for only one season, with 8 and 13 episodes, respectively. What is Law & Order Trial by Jury? I thought every Law & Order had a jury in it. 
Yeah. So that was a spinoff that Jerry Orbach was in. And, um, oh, man, the other guy who was in it was one of the old uh, district attorneys, like an old guy. He, he ran for a political office at some point. Okay. Um, like in real life, not in law oh, and order. Okay. <laughs> and everybody laughed at him. Um, I don't know when that show was on. And I've only seen one person through all of my Law & Order research who said, man, I wish that lasted longer. <laughs> okay. So only one blog pl- post survives with complaints. Um, you know, people may have been complaining about it on blogs back in the day, but lots of things on the Internet just up and disappear sometimes. So only one place. It's called... Um, I-, I don't know what it's called, and I don't want to tell you what it's called because I, I don't want you to dignify it with any attention. <laughs> Okay. But it's a Law & Order website slash blog, and um, it has some claims that are pretty hard to read. They complain about the lack of music, okay? Like, when dramatic things happen, there's no music playing. What's up with that? Well, maybe there's not supposed to be music playing. <laughs> maybe if there's not music playing, you have to face the cold, hard reality of a dead body. <laughs> wow, you, you really have, have a strong opinions about Law & Order. <laughs> Stories sometimes seem generic and superficial. This is where I'd like to make the argument about um, Terrence Howard as well. This show takes place in Los Angeles, so everything should be generic and superficial. Mm, (laughs) And that's why when he is performing for the jury, I think that's perfectly acceptable that he's so, so often over the top. (laughs) Yeah, God, Terrence Howard is weird. Um, the location is bad for finding dead bodies, basically. That L.A. sprawls further than New York City. And so one of the things that they did was make an ep- as I mentioned, make an episode named after a part of Los Angeles. And some of the people were like, like, why did they name this episode, I don't know, uh, Hollywood? Why did they I name this episode? things to care about. Right. Like, why did they name this episode Hollywood? Why didn't they name it, like, murder? Like. <laughs> Um, Like lots of shows I have loved, this one didn't have the time to grow. And given its attachment to a successful and fruitful franchise, this kind of shows you that it takes a lot to get a show going smoothly. Mm -hmm. Giving Room to Breathe is how NBC scored with Seinfeld back in the day. But ever since then, they have been very one and done with shows, uh, especially in the 2000s and 2010s. So there's been a lot of shows that I have loved that have died at NBC. And... um, if you're trying to get one made, go someplace else. <laughs> you can watch Law & Order Los Angeles on Freevee and probably other apps. Um, so, yeah, check it out if you have the time. Uh, is it airing on Freevee still with the Skeet Aldrich coming back to life? Yep. yep. Here's the thing. I was planning to do this. So, Marissa, and, uh, peek behind the curtain, Marissa and I are recording... <laughs> A little bit in advance and i wanted to watch the whole entire series before i did this but i only made it to episode 18 where skeet ulrich comes back and again nobody acknowledges anything (laughs) oh beautiful it's so beautiful (laughs) and i think and alfred morlina is a lawyer again and you're just like wait like this is what i mean if you were watching the show in real time and you didn't have you know like resources to find out what's going on you'd be like wait a minute he was a detective last week (laughs) yeah so then that must have really like undid every single storyline for every character yeah and it's kind of you know if you're watching the show there is a part of you i think that would be like do you think i'm stupid <laughs> like <laughs> i know what's yeah, going on here that's wild floppy that's fascinating i never like i've never heard of such a bad decision from a network <laughs> yeah and i know like certain shows that have had a pilot and swapped somebody out you know, for the rest you, of the run of the series, different things like that. But you girl I, had a weigh-ins, and it was better when it did. <laughs> but I never saw um, a situation, yeah, where they uh, swapped out so many people and then sort of voiceovered in what happened to them. Like, I think with Regina Hall, it's just like somebody's like, hey, uh, where's... I'm just going to call her Regina Hall. Hey, uh, where's Regina been? And the guy's like, oh, she moved away. <laughs> And the guy's like, oh, that's a shame. I'd really like to have gotten a drink with her. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like, 
Aw. Okay. Oh. Well, that's a, so so the most you said right is the most famous Law and Order ever. The, the Special Victims Unit one. I think it must be. Yeah. Um, I definitely believe that it's the longest running one, but I don't have any information in front of me to support that claim. Do you think that's more to do with Mariska Hardigay or Elliot Stabler? Well, sorry, I said Stabler. Actor, Stabler left. <laughs> Christopher Maloney. Yeah. Oh, Stabler. Didn't he come back? Oh, he just came back temporarily. He left. He came back temporarily so that they could start a spinoff. Law and Order Organized Crime. Starring him? Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to watch that. (laughs) I know you will. Yeah. Law and Order SVU has been going for 21 seasons. That's crazy. That's long as fuck. Yeah. Sometimes I curse and I don't even need to. No one needs to. This ties. The original Law and Order, which also went for 21 seasons, except they're counting the current season as the 21st season. So oh. it, it disappeared for 12 years and came back. Um, mm. They do this with the X Files too when they categorize things, but it's like, no, I think it's a different show now. <laughs> so who replaced the old guy? Which old guy, Jerry Orbach? Yeah. Oh uh, well, there was a bit of a, a phase there when he uh, left where. They had a few people come in. Like, he had a partner when he died, and that person stayed. Like, who's the very old man of the show? Oh, of the current one? Yeah. I hate to be rude, but I think it's Cameron Mannheim. Oh, I don't know who that is, so you're not rude. Um, Is that a woman? Excuse me. Uh, Yes, it is. She used to be on The Practice. Oh. oh, I know her. Okay. Yeah, she'd make a good ornery older person. Oh, and Sam Watterson is still there as Jack McCoy. He was the skinny older guy who was like on the law side. He was also very self Oh, I loved him. He's the best. Yeah. That show can't exist without him. Yeah. I think he was a big deal in sort of getting everything back up and running. Um, but yeah, it's, it's uh, Anthony Anderson and Jeffrey Donovan. Jeffrey Donovan, who you might know from Burn Notice. <laughs> Sorry, I can't say Burn Notice without laughing. <laughs> Why? I've never seen Burn Notice. Why is it funny? Uh, I don't know, really. <laughs> it just seemed like such a silly show that lasted so long. <laughs> what is it about? Firefighters? Is it about... No, it's about an assassin who gets put on a, like a list where he's not allowed to work anymore. And so it's he's like, you've been burned. Yeah, and he's, like, the pre- the s- presumption, I suppose, is that he's supposed to be being hunted by other people or something like that. Oh, that sounds stupid. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to see this show. So it's on Freebie, you said? Yeah, um, it might be on other things, too. Like, I, I, I think it might be on... I don't know if it's on Peacock. Okay. Being that it is an NBC, it's really hard to find, too. You okay. put in Law & Order LA, and it's just like, here's SVU. Here. <laughs> so you can watch it on the NBC app, and you can watch it on Freevee through Amazon Prime or using Freevee's website or whatever. Okay. If you want so to buy it. <laughs> okay, I don't, but okay. Apple TV, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I won't gonna- do an episode on it, but I am going to probably try to dip back into Law and Order UK, which I thought I was so smart for watching when it debuted. Why? What do you mean? Because it's British. <laughs> so is your whole plug? Is this is your whole episode an extended plug for how everyone should watch it? No. Okay. Law and Order trial by jury ran in 2005 the series showed the workings of the judicial system beginning with the arraignment and continuing through the lawyer's process of building a case investigating leads and preparing witnesses and defendants for trial so it it was more order than law and i don't know what jerry orbach did there (laughs) it should have been called more order than law yeah (laughs) (sighs) okay 
sometimes people just don't know when to when it's too much of a good thing. Yeah. Plugs. For my plug, I wanted to plug the black phone. I thought it was a fun movie. Oh, I haven't got a chance to see it. Marissa, yet. you can uh-huh. watch it. Okay, good. I think it's like exactly what you might be looking for. It's scary. It's not bloody and gory. Um, there's a lot of tension, but not a lot of like violence or anything like that. So I think you'd really like it. Okay. the The level of ch- the amount of children in it isn't going to ruin it for me. No, I don't think so. I think like um, I feel like if I may say so myself, some are pretty cool kids. Really? Okay. So that's his luck. Guys, it seems like this predator only likes cool kids. Because <laughs> generally, I think kids ruin horror movies. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, I mean, generally, I think kids ruin a lot of movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good and worth checking out. So that is my plug uh, from the makers of Sinister and Sinister Two. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think I realized that. That's great. Don't watch okay. those, Marissa. <laughs> oh, I somehow saw Sinister One. Yeah. Uh, that's where the kids kill their parents, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that got real dumb at the end. <laughs> anyway, uh, guys, uh, I'm going to plug a show I haven't even finished watching, but I watched half of it. I'll probably do Marissa reviews on it. But I will say what I've seen so far is at least worth seeing if you like really absurd things or like awkward, funny things. Um, also, if you're a fan of Nathan Fielder. If you're not sure who Nathan Fielder is, he had a show called Nathan For You. He's like a really dry, monotone, awkward, I guess, com- comedian. Uh, who is he? I don't, I, I don't know. Does he do I guess stand-up? comedian. I'm sure he would appreciate that. <laughs> no, but does he do stand-up? No, I don't think so. No, I don't know if he's a comedian or a performance artist. I don't even know what you consider him. But uh, where he would basically take, um, I guess, what take failing businesses and like find ways to like reinvigorate the business is that what that was about yeah the the episodes that i've seen have roughly been about that i don't know if he branched into like non-businesses and stuff like that but did you see his new show no okay yeah so it's called the rehearsal and it is about where he 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 helps someone who has something they're avoiding he helps them rehearse how to come face to face with their problem. So in the first episode, there is a guy who is a, in a trivia club uh, where a team, not a club, a trivia team where everyone has like advanced degrees, like master's degrees and doctorates. And he lied many, many, many years ago that he has a master's degree. And somehow <laughs> that has led to him having to make more and more lies about his personal life. And he wants to tell them that he doesn't have a master's degree. Um, and you might be like, all right, like, okay, so what? You just like see him having a conversation with Nathan Fielder? No, this show is so fucking stupid <laughs> that in order for him to rehearse coming to terms with his problem, the show will build sets, like, like full physical sets of where he plans to break the news, and they will hire actors who study. Or like like the mannerisms, or like learn about the personalities of the people he's going to tell, and basically he does live reenactments with actors who to practice telling his news uh, <laughs> to friends, and it's really psychotic. Like the show is. <laughs> but so, I like I like that he's creating jobs for people. <laughs> like the show is so weird. Even if you don't watch it all, I really recommend that you see. Parts of it, because it even then gets like so meta. So Nate, I'm sorry, I'm going into details, but this show is like amazing. So Nathan Fielder shows up with the first person he's going to work with, and the person is like explaining the problem, and Nathan is like, "I'm going to help you." You know why? And the guy's like, "Why?" And Nathan's like, "Cause I have spent the last few weeks rehearsing this conversation now with you." <laughs> And then you see Nathan. Nathan's like, remember when you thought you had a gas leak last week? That was actually people who worked for me making a digital map of your house so I could create a set of your house. 
and then I hired an actor to be you. It was, it just, it's a terrifying show. I recommend <laughs> it to everyone. Uh, yeah, so, um, And where do we find was, that? Oh, that is on... Probably HBO? On HBO, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, only one episode out so far. So, guys, um... Do you have any shows you're uh, any movies you've been obsessed with that you refuse to see? Have you seen Law and Order LA? Call us at five seven. Have you seen Geely? <laughs> yeah, have you seen Geely and want to talk about it? If you do, please leave us a voicemail at five seven zero podwad one and give us a very short Geely review. Uh, again, we won't pick up the phone. You just go straight to voicemail. If you're looking um, to find Geely, it's spelled Jiggly. Yeah, G I G I. Well, no, it's not. Giggly. Giggly. Yeah. Um, you can also slide. Which is an app where bands find where to play music. Is, is that really a thing? No. Oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, you can also slide into my DMs anytime in a non-sexual manner at Riss Vandal. That's R-I-S-S-V-A-N-D-A-L on Instagram. And Pete, where can they email us? You can email us at shout at yallheard.me. Uh, we haven't received an email. So I think we might just stop talking about that soon. Uh, but uh, if uh, texting is preferred, you can also text us at 570-PODWOD1, which is 570-763-9231. I'll repeat that so that you can get a pen out because you might not know how to use your podcasting app. So if you go and get one right now and then you take the cap off and don't bother finding something to write with, just write on yourself, uh, mm-hmm. 570 570- Seven six three nine two three one. Nice. Didn't we at least someone attempt to give us an email once? Yes. Michael Simpson. Yes. Yes. Uh, Michael Simpson. I believe we uh, got one from Michael Venus as well. Oh, so okay. So people have used it. I just wanted to bring up Michael Simpson to remind him that he has not told the story on our show yet. Yeah. He's about- yeah. Well, no, he's saving it for Halloween, right? If Michael Simpson, if you do not give us a damn story on Halloween, I'm come for you. Anyway, all right, guys, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. The world is scary, but we're glad you gave us some of your time, and we hope this was not scary. That was a hard Boom! <laughs> nice! <laughs> okay, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye! Bye! Yeah, hi. Hi.